0: Go, 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 go. I'm so go, go,
1: go. Social media is hard. I think we don't take it as seriously as we should.
2: I don't. I don't know if it's about taking it seriously. I don't know if we have figured out how to use it or
1: what it's going to do to us long term.
2: I think it's this crazy new thing that is altering how people interact and, and making information public and new ways of interacting with one another. And there's, there's no rules about it. There's no teaching t- children how to use it because the parents have no idea how to use it. Parents can't teach their kids how to use social media correctly because they don't even know how to install an app. No, it's bad. It's usually the other way around. I, same thing. I mean, <laughs> even my parents sometimes getting into social media, they're like, well, how do you, how, I have to help them log into their emails. <laughs> So they can't figure anything out. So I don't. I don't think all the the younger people, millennials, they call them, who are using social media, no one taught them how to use this. They're teaching themselves. So there's no it's scrutiny. The, there's no training. Wild, no, wild
0: west. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I really, I really think there should be uh, social media classes in schools.
1: That's actually a really smart idea, and I really wish – they probably will eventually, but I wish that they incorporated something like that into schooling now. I, at least ways to protect yourself online, yes. behavior. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it, it's serious. It can, it can damage your reputation for life. There's so many things they could go over, Jen. They could talk about the dangers of sexting, the, the dangers of bullying, uh, other people, you know, don't bully other kids. Can they show yeah. them examples of kids who have committed suicide after being bullied? They they could say sh- they could talk about how you know um, people have had their lives ruined because they post they shared a a nude picture to their boyfriend and that and then that it got spread everywhere online. You can never yeah. get it off online. Share those stories and talk about how to protect yourself, how do you you know securely use your phone and all that. Like t- young kids their first reaction is to go on Instagram and just use it. And they had never thought about all these other consequences to social media. Um, You know, don't, don't DM with just any person online. If you're a 14 year old girl, don't say you're going to meet them in person. You don't know who that person is. This should be taught to very young kids, 12, maybe younger. I don't know, but, but there should be some kind of classes about this for, for young kids. But the problem is the adults can't freaking figure this out. So what are they going to (laughs) teach?
1: I don't know. It's that newfangled thing where all the kids are going and doing kids stuff. I think what uh huh the the Facebook um when I was talking to you over Easter and the people that I know that know um that kid David Hogg his family that the the sister and stuff and David and that they, Hogg
2: is uh, uh one of the the uh, high school protesters against um. Guns basically in the United States. What right?
1: was the name of the school that the shooting
2: was at? Oh, I don't know Jen Parkland, Parkland. He's Is one of the park. F- yeah, Florida Yes in Florida. Wait, well, no, so he's wait. one of the
1: survivors
2: was he in Parkland? I think wasn't he from a different no shooting? No, he he no, was he okay. I, he's I really don't the one, know one in Florida. Of okay,
1: so he he's the one that um He's very left-leaning. He's against the guns and mm-hmm. he was the he was the main him and Emma Gonzalez were the two that mm-hmm. Been attacked the most in right. the most public. Well, I, I have family members that are best friends with his parents. So we were having conversations over Easter about social media and these are, they're 50 that this, these people that know them, their teachers, they have known this family, the the whole life of these kids, David and his sister and, and all, um, and the parents. So they decided that they were going to stand up for him on Facebook. And they both told me the story that the, the wife started and started arguing with people on Facebook when they were accusing him of being a crisis actor and having gone to a different school um, So because she knows him personally and was neighbors and all the other things she decides She's gonna step in and, and argue and she said within minutes. She was a Russian troll She was paid by Mossad. She was anti-american she hated freedom. She hated Trump. Just it, it was, she said it was the most disgusting. People were wishing for her death, calling her a Nazi. Just, just it was to, to listen to her try to describe what she went through in just a very short amount of time. And then her husband talked about how he jumped in to kind of defend her and also defend that family. And then the attacks on him got even worse. And they're like what happened to people it's bizarre like like people are crazy and so hearing this this story the stories and hearing them regale their their tales of of social media they both have decided after this incident um to get off social media to not use it to to only use it to communicate with family and very very close friends and to stay out of public domain public arguments, not make any comments, um, because the attacks were so vicious. And I I felt bad because they were getting emotionally invested very quickly in in strangers, and the strangers were convinced that they were also actors and and, you know, have an agenda and were lying. And so everyone is is assuming everyone's coming from a bad place. And they didn't understand, like I was trying to explain that it's hard to remember the person on the other end is also a human being. It's it's a, it's a weird disconnect that happens with social media and the internet in general. Um, but I, I'd never heard anyone, because I'm so used to being online all the time, and I'm so used to social media, and I'm used to that kind of environment. It was really strange to hear them and, and how badly it affected them. One tiny incident changed everything and how sad I felt and how bad because it's something that should be really positive they're teachers they have a really active social life really great kids and it's turned into something ugly for them because they decided they were going to speak publicly about something I just I felt it, it was such a weird moment in time just to just to kind of sit back and look at them and I and they need classes. They like, they don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand how to use it. How, and how old are these people, Jen? Fifty. Okay. You know, and they they're twenty-five, they've been teachers for twenty-five years or thirty years, you know, or since they graduated and they they live a really idyllic life and it, it very fulfilled, you know, on sports teams and the kids are great. In great schools, they teach at great schools, they own a beautiful house, and that social media aspect, they they cannot figure out how to navigate those waters in a successful way. So how are they supposed to teach their children? Because their son was also saying he's friends with um, the younger sister, David Hogg's younger sister. And, and so he's friends with her on Instagram and he's been attacked simply by being her friend on Instagram, not coming out and publicly saying anything because the media and people have hunted these people down and he was getting attacked by media people as well, just for being her friend. So how are these, the parents supposed
2: to teach their son how to navigate social media? Do you see? I, I, I see, I understand what happened to them, but. i'm sorry to say it, but the mistake was theirs right because they had no idea what they were doing or what what was going to come of it well not just that but they to decide like i'm going to speak up about this it's a very weird decision to decide to do that like i'm just going to start posting things on facebook that's that's a misconception they had a misconception about what the internet is right or what facebook is like they, they they think i'm going to speak up for david hogg to who to, to some people yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and we're just
1: going to accept it and say, "Okay, we believe you because so, you
2: say you know him." So so like let, let's break down what they're doing. They say I'm going to speak up for David Hogg. Okay. How are you going to do that on social media, Facebook? Okay. Where are they doing that? W- where did they go? On their own Facebook page, on a forum? Like No, it was a
1: public. So it was a public forum.
2: Right. So, okay. So it's a public forum. I assume they're not going to star uh, star wars fan page right to talk about that no. subject they have to go to a place where people are talking about guns i believe it was right? the high
1: school page
2: well the, i'm sure that high school page after the shooting was just bombarded by Absolutely. by nra and either pro or anti-gun people so it's yeah. a, essentially that page became a page for guns right
0: mm-hmm
2: and, they're, and then they think what they're going to have this little reply because I assume they can't post on there as a, a on Facebook, you can't have a post. You reply to posts. Correct. Right. If it's not your page. so It
1: was underneath a picture. They were responding Under to a picture. picture. For
2: example, I mm-hmm. have my own Facebook page. I can only post there. People can reply, but I'm only posting. Right. So I assume they're only replying. So they're this on, little yeah. bubble below that. And on top of that, they know they're a real person and that they know david hogg but how do they prove that how do the people on that forum know that they're looking at joe schmo on replying on a facebook page and they're a real person so when they're saying hey you're an actor she felt bad but at the same time why would she it be believed and also right. and also even if you were speaking up in favor of david hogg to how many people is this are, are gonna are gonna look at this a few dozen people on some social media page. That's not the way to go. And That's also, why she was so
1: shocked when she was attacked so bad.
2: Well, she's being attacked so bad because only the, like we were saying, who spends all their time in, in a public forum on social media arguing all day about some a political friend. issue? People with no mm-hmm. social life who are antisocial, who don't know how to talk to people, and are very vicious and, extre- and very extreme about their positions on whatever pol- political issue it is. She's not engaging with, a nor- with, a, with normal people and in a normal way.
1: But and you can't explain that to them. They do not understand that they are not dealing with normal people. It's Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook just like me, right? So why am I being attacked so bad?
2: And another that's thing, a- Jen, is that you say fate, like, social media dehumanizes people. People forget there's a human at the end of, of it. I don't even know if that's the right way to describe it. A Facebook page is not a human. You are not your social media page. You're you're actually not engaging with a human being. You're engaging with a, an electronic forum page. It's a bubble. There's a, somebody actively typing on there. But, right. but you're not engaging with a human being. To engage with a human being, you actually have to be in front of that human being. So, And another thing is she doesn't know who she's interacting with. She could be arguing with a 14-year-old.
1: That's what I told her, too. I'm did, like, it, those people that called you a troll were probably teenagers.
2: See, that's the, that's another problem. People assume for some reason. And I did this, too. I don't know why I did this, but I did do it.
1: We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, this we've is, both.
2: This is this. crazy. I don't know why I assume this. But if I see, let's say, an anonymous Twitter account where I don't know that there's no picture to identify that person, there's no indication of their age, you're – Reaction to an anonymous account is to think one, they are male, two, they're of average age, something like 20 to 45 or something like that, and that they live in your country if there's no indication of what country they're in. Your assumption, everyone's assumption is to do that. Unless you live in some really small, obscure country and you know you're engaging with people outside that country. But if you're in the United States, you assume everyone you're talking with is in the U.S. You assume if it's an anonymous account that they're male and they're just of average age. And I was very shocked one time. This happened between you and me where I was arguing with somebody about I think it was the, the oppression of Muslim women in the Middle East. And then you told me that person was 14, I think.
1: Yeah. What?
2: Why am I arguing about women with a 14-year-old boy? He's probably never seen a naked woman. He's probably ne- he's, he probably doesn't even know what a vagina looks like. <laughs> like what and, and you think about it, okay, imagine you actually had a 14-year-old in front of you. I mean, if you're a feminist and you're 25, 35, whatever. And you're arguing with somebody online and they're anonymous. Think about if that person, and they could be 15 or 14 years old. Now, if you're a 35-year-old woman and you had a 14-year-old boy in front of you, and he started talking about women. Oh, women and feminists, blah, 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 would you get mad? Would would you would you would you start debating them in a very emotional way? No, no, no. The, let me tell you about women. Would you do that? No, you'd probably be like, oh, and pat them in the head and send them on their way. They're 14. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't engage in a in a very political debate about the oppression of women with a 14 year old boy. But that's clear when you see them on social media, you don't see them. So, for example, this this woman, I'm sure in her head, she's imagining all these people of being of average age. And, yeah, and they're
1: all the same as her. They're, they're all just, the same. They're, as her. they're rational, yeah. and
2: you know they have jobs. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the danger of social media. You, yeah, you think they're they're they have jobs or normal people like her? online. no, they they could be very young people. They could be very strange people who spend all day online and never go outside. And this is not a person you would really interact with in any given day except for uh, through social media. It's not the average person that if you if she went to let's say um a a meeting at the at her school she's a teacher right yeah let's say they're having a school meeting with administration teachers maybe students parents all those people let's say maybe invite um the school mayor and and things like that the, sorry the school mayor the city's mayor some um their uh, representative s- something like that we're talking about normal people who have jobs and you interact with them face to face. This is not the same thing as talking with some random dude who could be a little kid or some really bored guy who spends all day arguing online. Plus it
1: brought out the crazies that that subject brought out and, and
2: she's going for the, if not one of the most craziest, if not the craziest subjects to talk about in the United States. Right.
1: And she was going to change minds because she she just thought I'm going to defend this kid because I know him and I these people are wrong. So she's telling me this story and just in shock the way she, people reacted. There are like, like three yeah, subjects media.
2: There are like three subjects I stay away from on social media. One of them is guns because because you can't you, there's no way to talk about that subject. Abortion with, guns with anyone. In a rational way where you're going to have a polite conversation in an objective, yeah. rational way. It's just not going to happen. One of those subjects is guns. And she she having no experience about this,
0: Mm-mm.
2: no experience of social media, not understanding what social media is pretty much, and going into the most extreme, controversial, vicious topics on some forum and just like i'm going to speak to people and then what what did she expect was going to happen that and then her like, husband white knighted oh, her like and he and he goes in white knight and it just gets worse and worse and worse and they're like oh people are so awful yeah. not, and i have to say not really actually i, I have to disagree with them people are not just... that awful you just you just picked the worst way to do it yeah what she yeah. should have done if she actually wants to speak up about david hogg who is very famous in the united states right now and has a lot of attention. What she should have done is gone to some news agency. That's what she should have done. She doesn't. Have, she shouldn't be talking to random people on some forum on a Facebook page. She should contact CNN or ABC or NBC and say, hey, I know David Hogg. They're, they're saying a lot of things that he's, he's uh, not of high school age. He's older, right? That was the accusation. Mm-hmm. And say, no, I, I'm his teacher. I know what age he is. And he's this kind of person. She could have done that. And I, she probably would have actually been interviewed. You know, everybody's these uh, news organizations now are hungry for any more information when it comes to popular people. That's yeah. One I don't know way. if she would have
1: done that because she's like best friends with his mom. But
2: Well, it's either do yeah. that or don't do anything. But yeah, I agree. But it's crazy to think, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to what a dozen people or two dozen people on a Facebook page and argue <laughs> yeah, with them. I don't know. It's like and I bet it's... you how many people really were that when you say she was viciously attacked and she's describing all the attacks, how many people could have that
0: could have been? It wasn't a million
2: because it doesn't take a lot when people say I'm being bullied and I'm being attacked. If it's two dozen people, you'll people will always describe it as thousands of people. Mm. Some people will say millions of people really could have been when it's, if you're being attacked by a hundred people, that's a lot. It's usually not even that many,
1: but these are the people that are teaching middle schoolers and high schoolers. I mean, they're, they're respectively one's a middle school high teacher and one's a high school teacher. So they're teaching the youth and they can't figure out social media. So how are they supposed to teach the next generation about social media if they're reacting that badly to it and making, you know, over one incident that it, it's such a huge deal because they never experienced that before and didn't even know that existed.
2: How are they supposed to teach kids to, to be careful online? That That's like they overreact. The need... They overreact. They'll tell their kids stay away from, comso- yeah. from social media completely because it's awful and there's just bullying and everyone's insane and the world is insane. And if you go on there and you say anything, people will bombard you with evil, vicious attacks because that's what their experience was for one day trying to go on a Facebook page to talk about the most controversial subject in America with a bunch of trolls oh.
1: They need so they need social media classes and they still <laughs> use kids. Facebook, but they they they've gone back to I'm just using it for family and friends and I'm never gonna comment publicly again, you know. Yeah. But they need classes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I I could have used classes to be honest when I first started using it. My reaction to social media when I started using Twitter was to reply to everybody. Getting to an argument oh. with everyone, no matter what the, the account was. Yeah. If it, had, if it had one follower, with, and it was a Twitter egg, which no longer exists, the Twitter egg. No picture, no personal information. They had 100 tweets. I would go into debates that would last for days. What a freaking waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I wish somebody had told me, don't do that don't do that no, no one that was there to teach me how to figure this all st- I had to stumble through it little by little so
1: but- they actually like all all joking aside what happened with
2: um awful
1: and and I just wanted to pat him on the head and be like oh you guys are so cute
2: <laughs> you met the internet
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh did you like the internet did you guys get along <laughs>
2: Oh, goodness. I mean, the internet it really isn't that bad. If you go into it looking for a subject that is not that controversial, you kind of know how to use it. For example, I the, the website I was talking about, Goodreads, that's about books. It's kind of like a Twitter or Facebook about books. And you can I used
1: to use that a long time ago.
2: And you can follow what other people are reading. You can you I leave reviews about the books I've read. Um I can see what other people are reading or the book recommendations.
1: Reviews. I would always use it for book recommendations.
2: It's amazing. And actually mm-hmm. I haven't experienced any negativity there i don't have people yelling at me you know throwing fits or anything it's all very positive because it's around a positive issue like we all love reading books this is why i also started a book club on facebook but i made it private it's not public i add people to it but you can't uh not not just random people can comment on on there or post on there it's it's a it's called just like uh our podcast Uh, people of the podcast that one's called people of the books (laughs) i like that and it's great it's that that page is super positive there's no yelling there's no there's no viciousness there's no trolling everybody takes a picture of the book they're reading they talk about it how much they love it how much they recommend for other people to read it or don't recommend it if you find ways To have a positive experience on social media around a positive subject. And and you have to do it in a more closed way. I'm I'm sorry, but that's the only really way to have a fully positive experience online. If you have a big following or a big interaction with people in a public forum where it's not closed off. You're going to face attacks. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that. You just have to be ready for that. Right, like I'm not going to close my Twitter account to private. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get vicious attacks, and I still do. But I'm more ready for it. I'm like, okay, this right. is, just washes over me. I'm not going to interact with those people. I'm going to, you know, put it away or mute the person, whatever it is. But I'm ready for it. If you're a person like you're describing now, a person who's never experienced social media, and they just dive into the gun debate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to go well. If she had if she had gone into, you know, like Goodreads and she's a teacher, she might love reading. She'd have a great experience. It's not saying it's just like, oh, my God, social media is awful and people are awful. No, you just you just found the most awful, awful people instantly when you got on online.
1: But it, it's so easy to think that, it's
2: like we were talking about earlier. Think that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to come to that conclusion, having the experience she had. But it's it's just um, it's a misuse of social media, and especially like, you know, you, you can't go into controversial controversial subjects. W- on a public <laughs> forum, you have like that's something if there was a course on this, that's something you would have to explain a public forum and a closed forum is going to be very different. Interacting mm-hmm. with People who, you know, in real life on your Facebook, that's closed is different. A public for uh, an open forum, like to everyone, but it's still not public, is going to be different. And then fully open to just everyone, and everybody can comment like crazy, it's going to be chaos, and you might face some vicious attacks. These companies like Facebook and Twitter might be able to moderate these sites a little bit and have reporting and ban people. It's still not going to be perfect. You're still going to face a lot of backlash and attacks. Especially if you're going into controversial subjects, it's always going to happen. They're never going to solve that completely People want that people are saying like they want that solved they want people banned They want to they they want to experience the internet even if they're talking about Abortion or guns without any trolling any bullying. That's a pipe dream. That's a pipe. It's never gonna happen I don't care how much Twitter bans people or anything. That's just not gonna happen No, unless you
1: go into it knowing what you're gonna go into it makes it a lot easier
2: exactly yeah exactly you have to you have to be prepared to, to to some level of this it's not normal to have a a debate on abortion with the entire world that's not a normal state of things people didn't there was a time people couldn't do that you can't argue with the like millions of people about abortion prior Why to the would internet you? <laughs> it would be a little bit insane right? <laughs> like, imagine get you, a megaphone outside Imagine you're standing on a stage with a megaphone and there's there's a hundred million people right in front of you in like across the stage and everybody's just yelling at you. That would be the, the equivalent of an open Twitter account <laughs> and talking about abortion. That'd be insane that's to do. A really that's good a good analogy. <laughs> that's what, what people are doing. And they're shocked that that it gets bad. Of course, it's going to get bad. Nobody could do that before. Debates mm-hmm. were on TV with like, like Donahue, or Oprah. These old talk shows. People would go into these ins- insane debates. But then it was just like two to three people on one side, three people on the other side, and then there's the there's the public booing and yelling and asking questions. But even then, it's just like how many people are in the studio? A hundred? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Right? It's not really good debate skills anymore either. It's
1: it's about lowest common denominator and gotchas and it, it kind of seems like it's dirty it's, it's just it's not the same thing there's it's not intellectual it's not academic it's just calling names and trying to tear the other person down not all but the debates that i see online and that are supposed to be debates aren't debates like i was raised with like debate club that's something also my kids said that um they don't have anything like debate Clubs or debate classes where we had to take a class for half the year that taught us how to debate subjects And we had to debate sides that we weren't on Mm -hmm. And they don't encourage kids to do that anymore. And I think that's really unfortunate,
2: right? I, I Mean also if you add on top of all of this Jen the anonymity issue where people speak about these subjects viciously emotionally and then there's on top of that, there's no social consequence for a person who doesn't have a picture, doesn't use their name, or anything like mm-hmm. that. W- what are they going to say? They're going to say anything. There's no consequence yep. to it o- at all. There's no consequence online for it. There's no consequence on in real life for it. Uh, they're going to say anything. I mean, did d- did um did the person you're talking about now now understand that a person if they are anonymous, they're going to say crazy vicious nasty things to you no of course they they assume that people that are using it are just like them right and, and that i mean that's another i mean when we're talking about these old debates right how people used to debate on a stage or something like that people wouldn't go on a stage in a mask and present them as as well this is you know pol- you know political genie four five six seven and he's wearing a mask and he's going to debate this other other person who we know their name and they're showing their face you know that that, that's what it would be like in real life if we were doing it that way but that's how it's being done on the internet and this is why to a large degree anonymity does make interactions worse
1: we've talked about this because obviously with the ex-muslim aspect and needing anonymity um not all need it but some do i've been very pro anonymity and i'm not so pro anonymity now
2: i have a great argument against that whole uh arg- the um, every time you bring up anonymity and the dangers and the the damages it, it causes online the first go-to i every every time i hear about that Is What about ex-Muslims? What about ex-Muslims? What about people who are in danger in the Middle East and they can get killed from talking about Islam? What about them? So, yeah, anonymity is great. Well, let me tell you something. I interact with a lot of ex-Muslims. Ex-Muslims are the most anti-anonymity people there is. Because every forum, every group of ex-Muslims, when they talk to each other, anonymous people are not allowed. Because you don't know who you're talking to. They are the most anti-anonymous people there are. And I have heard this from many people, including you, Jen. You told me about a group, uh, a chat room, where you were scrutinized as to whether you were a real person or not, correct? And they were asking you about, like, oh, you say you claim you live in Pakistan. Mm, Do you know this actor? Do you know this movie? Can you say this and that? They were testing you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very, very
2: right Very so you mm-hmm. you were telling me about that and i and there's a lot of ex muslim groups that to get into that group and th- these are social media groups to get into that group you have to go through rigorous verification as to who you are if you're a real ex muslim and your identity because if you don't show who you are you could be a fake uh person who's trying to gather the names of those other people to uh to out those people for to everyone else so ex muslim which Mus- is so don't Comment. tell me that the excuse that what about the ex-Muslims when it comes to anonymity? Ex-Muslims are the most scru- uh, scrupulous
0: mm-hmm. and
2: anti-anonymous people there. are. They don't just let every anonymous ex-Muslim account into their groups and to talk with. They don't do Not that. Not a
1: chance.
2: They don't do that. So don't tell me like this is like a it's a haven for, for ex-Muslims to do that. They don't allow that. So
1: but the anonymity allows other people to attack those of us that are not anonymous in very nasty ways.
2: So when I talk about being rigorous about who I interact with and that I don't really feel the need to interact with anonymous people, don't come to me with what about the ex-Muslims because ex-Muslims don't interact with with those people either. So it's not a valid argument. And that's the go-to argument when I talk about anonymity.
1: All of the anonymous accounts, the ex-Muslim accounts that I interact with, to Twitter, they're anonymous. But I know personally that they're who they are because we have to expose ourselves to each other to know that we're safe. Mm-hmm. So I know if it's a girl. I know if they're underage. I know if it's a boy. I know where they live, even though their story may be a little bit different for safety. But absolutely. And and it hurts us more than it helps us.
2: Absolutely. Because the same anonymity that might protect that person online is being used by other people who want to hurt you mm-hmm. to infiltrate and, and hurt you more. So the anonymity that protects you could also hurt you. So th- it's a double-edged sword. And even, in the, for example, you were saying that, you know, between each other, you have to verify who you are. That I do the same thing. The people I've had on my podcast who are anonymous, for example, the... I interviewed somebody from Pakistan who was anonymous. You didn't show his face, didn't use his, his real name, but didn't do that. But when we spoke privately, I did see his face and he did show me his home where he lived, his, his wife. Like he was open to me. Right. Right. So yes, like I'm putting out a podcast with somebody that is anonymous. You can't see them, but I didn't just do that willy nilly. I, willy-nilly makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just used that such a, I love it I'm so an glad antiqu- you did <laughs> I'm such an antiquated <laughs> we're so old, Jed, Jesus I know <laughs> <laughs> oh man but no, I didn't do that, that just willy-nilly I I did have conf- confirmation myself there's some filtering through myself to, through the public to who he is But I I do think that the overwhelming majority of people who are anonymous online are not in danger of their lives. That's not the reason most people do it. Most people do it just because they don't want any social consequence to what they say. That's 99% of the people. Online well, and the worst
1: offenders that I've come across, the, the anonymous people that have been the most vicious and accusatory and lie or make things, whatever, just, just to really hurt people, like they, they exist solely to hurt people and tear people down. Those people have been the biggest proponents of anonymity and use it as a weapon more than anyone else and the ones that will fight the hardest for it because it keeps them safe. Right. and. Some of them are ex-Muslims.
2: Yeah, yeah. De- no, definitely. I think so. Just it could be said that it, it protects some people, but that's a very tiny minority of the anonymous accounts on social media. Very, very tiny portion of it. The, most of it is just angry people who are looking to say vicious things with no social, with no consequence. I don't know if I fully support anonymity on major social media accounts like Twitter anymore. I, I think it, it ultimately it makes it a worse place to be. Um, I agree.
1: I don't support it.
2: Yeah. I, I, that's a
1: big deal coming from me because yeah, I've been such a proponent I, of it. I
2: understand the upside to it. I understand that somebody in in Saudi Arabia, for example, who can enjoy the liberty of, of of Twitter without being outed. I understand that completely. I interact with those people every day. But I have to weigh the upside and the downside, and I think that the amount of people who are using anonymity to hurt that same person we're talking about in Saudi Arabia, using the anonymity, and on top of that, everyone else who's just being a complete dick online yep. because they can get away with it because of anonymity, all those things put together, I have to say outweighs the the pros about it. I, I, I've thought about this a lot. I, I understand the benefits to it very well. I, I don't think there's very few people online I think can say that they have interacted with as many ex Muslims and people who are in danger in other countries like me. There's no, there's a I don't think there's so. a bit, but there's not a lot. Mm. And you know that, Jen. Like I, I talk with these people every day. I understand the benefits to it very well. Well,
0: you could also I, have a pseudonym.
2: See, you could have a pseudonym I mean there's I've seen people who are verified online who use some pseudonyms so right So
1: it's not like you have to be completely 100% Know everything about me. This is this is my first and last name guys, you know, look me up It's not it doesn't have to be that extreme
2: Yeah, I don't know if people know that but I know for I've seen people Get verified on Twitter and their name is a pseudonym and I know it's a pseudonym I don't know how that happens, but it does happen. Yep. So that's a it's another thing. I don't know. It, it's not a black and white issue. It's a complicated issue. A lot of people online are very pro anonymity, but that's usually the anonymous people. <laughs> to be
1: honest. Yeah, I I was I'm not. I decided to not be anonymous because it gives more weight to the things that you say. It might you are out in the public and it you're scrutinized a little bit more and you're a little bit more at risk, but. Especially living in the West where if you're not speaking at public events where there's going to be large crowds, you're pretty safe. You know, no one's going to come to my house and say, hey, you've been talking about Islam online. I have to kill you now. It's not going to happen like that. It's it's people that I know more than anything else. Um, but even after talking to you and you really pushing the not be the, the fact that anonymity takes weight away from your words. And it's true.
2: I really believe that. I believe that um, saying things with your real name and with your face and showing who you really are changes the way you speak. I think if, I, when you're anonymous I think people are much more likely and they feel much more liberty to lie to smear yeah, to be more nasty to bully. I think that anonymity causes people to be worse. I, I, I And even if they're not if that wasn't their intention, they tend to fall into that because there's never consequences. Consequences yep. are important. So, social consequences to holding somebody accountable for what they say, for lying, for being nasty. We, we do that every day with, 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 a, with any public person who said something racist, sexist, false, blatantly lying. We hold them accountable. And that's a good thing. That's the way we get to truth and being better people is that we hold people socially accountable. This was the original meaning of the word social justice back in the day when there would be justice for having positive social interactions, right? If a person acted racist, we there, you can't arrest that person, but you can have some kind of social justice for it. Right. Now that's way overused and it's used to scrutinize all kind of ridiculous things. But ultimately, I do think it's a net positive in society. If a person lied in a book or they said something blatantly untrue, it's not illegal. They can't go to jail. But we should distrust them as a society. And if there's no if they're anonymous and we don't know who that person is but they have a hundred thousand followers or 500,000 followers on Twitter, but you have no idea who that person is. There's no consequence to them lying. And I don't think that's, that's a, that's a good thing. It it, it does ultimately, it's conducive to dishonesty and viciousness. That's mm-hmm. what I think.
1: I agree. I did not feel that way, but after experiencing and, and seeing the, the um the end result of anonymity it, i just i'm i'm against it now
2: well you, jen when i when i started online actually i always used my name and i always used my picture from day 1 3 years ago when i started talking about things publicly so i never was anonymous you were and then you changed it after long conversations we had do you felt you changed not people interacting with you but do you feel you changed how you spoke when you started being a real person. 100,
1: yeah. Yep. hundred yeah? percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought more about the words that I used, how I spoke to other people, even how I argued was different, less vicious. Um, I, I considered each word sh- stronger, I guess is the right way to put it before writing them down or actually like posting it or, or hitting that button to make it go out. I thought twice, and I never did that when I was anonymous. It was "Fuck everybody." But you can't do that when you're not anonymous.:
2: yeah, that's that's absolutely what i th- I think happens either consciously or possibly even unconsciously with people. I,
1: I think it's a, a lot more that it's unconscious. I think yeah. it just happens and you don't realize it. You mm-hmm. can take a step back and say, "Oh wow!" <laughs> but at the time, I don't think you're most people are yeah. aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was awful. You have to have seen a difference between how serious I—I I, it was to me it was it was about being silly,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and I still can be silly, but in a different way. And it was about just having fun. I didn't—I wasn't using it for serious reasons. But the second I I stopped being anonymous, I stopped using it for those reasons, and I started using it for more serious reasons—more, you know, online activism, more talking about Islam and, and, um, but not just those things. It just really changed my relationship with
2: social media. I I think that's ultimately a net positive in general. Again, like there's, there's some people in the world that it would, it's it's impossible for them to speak out the way they do in the country they live in. Again, I think that's a tiny minority compared to the amount of people who, are just being vicious for vicious sake and i i, I think so those all, people
1: are going to drown out the people that that's a great are point. the tiny minority
2: that's a great point yeah yeah all, all, the amount of just nasty people who are anonymous drown out those voices that are the exception
1: mm-hmm.
2: i i i totally agree and if we we've we seen it happen yeah, uh, we we have seen it happen we have seen it happening. there have been purges of just anonymous fake accounts online that they get eliminated and pushed out, especially on Twitter uh, recently. And I got to say, the atmosphere is better. It is better, so.
1: It's so much nicer.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I, I believe in free speech, but I got to say, I it, the speech is better when there's accountability.
1: And it, it's like, I don't have to stand on a corner and listen to someone scream obscenities, not even at me, just in general, about other races or, you know, that they, that they want an ethnostate or whatever it is. I don't have to listen to that in my real life. And I know you can mute it and you can block it out of social media, kind of, but I, I still think that social, it wouldn't be allowed, like say, if I was to walk into the parking lot next door to me right now and some guy was had a megaphone and he was sitting there screaming things about black people or, you know, he wants an ethnostate state or, you know, uh, women are whores or whatever it would be. He wouldn't be allowed to do that. You have freedom of speech here, but you can't do that. Like, like well, there, there's a, there's a, so you shouldn't, it, it's kind of like online. I, I look at it the same way and just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you have to allow someone to be an asshole it's your it's it's like twitter is is a private platform and and i i believe that some people have been silenced unfortunately and and called because of the the masses that are negative but it ultimately it's their platform and if they want to silence or not even silence just just tell people you can't behave this way it's not okay that's not that's not taking away their freedom of speech.
2: It's a, there's a responsibility I, that comes with freedom of speech. I don't really worry about anymore about telling people to behave. I think that's so, you can't tell the world to behave. You can't well, tell, no,
1: you just say you can't you can't you're not on my platform then. Bye.
2: No, don't even say that. Just say, just block them. Just do that. Don't 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 get emotionally invested with again, if you're a, if you're outspoken on controversial issues to the entire world you got to be careful not to get emotionally emotionally invested with every single person you encounter oh that is draining for sure that but is but I'm draining. Talking about twitter
1: as the platform they have the right to say
2: oh they get off my
1: platform
2: right as twitter mm-hmm. and, and i and the libertarians should be on our side on this that as a private company they should have the right to say no we're not gonna allow this kind of speech on on here
1: and i don't like it because i Say some things that are controversial, and I'm at risk. But I have to word what I say carefully. I can still convey the same message, maybe a little less nasty, and it, and it changes the conversation. So when I say that free speech, there's a responsibility that comes with free speech. There's a responsibility that comes with free speech.
2: Well, not just a responsibility, but I think I feel there should be an there should be an even playing field of responsibility when we speak out because when i say something let's say i'm debating with somebody on, on twitter or facebook and they're anonymous everything i say is being scrutinized and under my name for all of time if, if i say something for the rest of my life people yeah. can hold me accountable for saying that and i'm speaking That's with somebody true. who is not under the same scrutiny and doesn't face the, the same consequences why should i i why should i engage in that conversation that's there's no reason that I should engage in a conversation where the rules are different, where, or where give weight per- to those words or give weight to those words. But if there's not the same um, accountability and responsibility of what's being said, if they can't be held accountable for what they are saying, they can say anything to me. They could be as nasty as they want, as dishonest as they want, and they'll never feel the consequences of it. But I will. And this is this is fair. This is not fair. I'm not going to engage with that person. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to engage with anonymous people online who are acting that way towards me. You you know, I've heard people complain about this. Tough. If you get too nasty, just block. And people will say, well, I've heard people be so pompous and arrogant about the fact they don't block anyone. Oh, my God. Anyone who does that. Is either so famous that they have somebody else uh, managing their Twitter account Or they have just so many followers that it just gets all drowned out or they have too few followers and they never get like too many uh, bad interactions. But I'm not going to invest my time even into looking in my notifications of those people. I just don't want to engage with them. It's a normal thing to to block people out of your life. I I block people out of my life every day. This person was a dick. A friend of a friend was a total asshole and dishonest and everything else. I don't want to interact with that person ever again. I don't want to see them. I don't want to be friends with them. I don't want them in my life. That's normal. That's a good thing. Why should I not act that way online? Online, exactly. Like I, I, uh, I love Block. Block is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't use it that typically, but if a person's being really nasty to me, I, I, why not? <laughs> why do I? Why do I have to let this person into right. my life? Life is too short. I, I I don't get paid for doing this. I do this on my off hours. I I go to sleep at really late hours of the night, as you know, Jen. Uh, I hardly sleep. No, uh, uh, this is not my profession. And this yeah, can, so why would you have to this put is, up with that? Even this is not this is this is a very stressful thing for me to do. Even aside from social media, because just the time I take to do this. Causes me stress if you add on top of that social media, it's it's absurd and it's not fair to me again This is not my profession if I was a news journalist on CNN Yeah, maybe you shouldn't block people and you're just reporting to everyone. I get that. I'm not that I'm a normal person just with who uses social media with some falling. That's it I, I don't I don't even get paid for this. So I need to I need to maximize the, the amount of time I, I can spend on social media doing my podcast interviewing, editing, everything I do on on um, Twitter and Facebook that that's all extra time for me. So as a person who's in that situation, I need to count the minutes in the day. and those minutes that I that uh, I could spend being trolled by somebody I, I can't do it. I'm sorry I'm, I'm not that person. There's other people who who make a lot of money from this um and it's their they can job deal with it. they can deal with it but i'm not right. i'm people get confused i'm not that person i'm not that if person if i'm not
1: benefiting personally like if if i don't feel like the conversation or the person in my life is, i'm benefiting from them and i'm not related to them um cuz kind of with some of those you don't have a choice i don't want them in my life i'm not going to waste any time on them if right. i have to block people out of my life including blocking them on social media, blocking somebody that I just don't want to talk to. I don't have to explain my reasons, nor do I have to flaunt the fact that I am blocking or not blocking people. It's not, it's not a, what's the, I was looking for a term. It's not a, um, you know, when you are showing something off to a lot of people, there's a certain term for it. I can't think right now. Um, it has but it's not, not something.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: It's just not something I have to show off.
2: That's so cool. Right. On. But and also, it's not about the fact that somebody disagrees with me because, I mean, whether you agree with me or not, I'm not going to engage with you. And I, I don't block the person. I just leave it there because that's another thing that takes up way too much time. People disagreeing with me on opinions I have on online. I mean, it's, it for one, it's always going to happen. I'm talking if about. If you
1: say I like blue, you will get.
2: Hello, Jen. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. If you say you yes. said it, if you say I like blue,
1: there there's going to be twenty responses of people saying "fuck you." Red's the best color.
2: Exactly, exactly. I would block. I would have to block everybody who dis, if somebody <laughs> disagreed with me on on Twitter. It's not the reason I I block people because I won't. It, it's not to invo- avoid controversy or disagreement. I won't argue with you no matter what it is. Anymore because that is way too much time to spend to get into an argument with every single person On social media who disagrees with you. That's too much time
0: Uh, You know already
2: writing one tweet about my own opinion takes enough time Debating somebody and every single person. I'm sorry. Like people might notice like I'm not engaging with people. It's a time issue It's too much. I might do it occasionally but I have to really think about it. Do I have time to do this? Am I interested in doing this? Do I think the person is worth talking to? It takes a Are lot. Are they
1: going to get something out of it?
2: it, it am they going to get something out of it? Am I going to get something out of it? It, it? Yeah. You know, it's there's a lot of things to, to think about. But in general, I'm I'm not really interested anymore in engaging through social media. If I am going to do that, I'll choose somebody who I think I can talk to maybe on a podcast or something like that. that. I'd rather do that. Because it's not it, Twitter and Facebook are not good debate forums. Do you think anyway. we're just
1: old and crotchety now, and just like just don't want to put up with crap? That the youngins can put up with crap we can't put up with.
0: I don't know.
2: Um, I think it's a time issue, though, Jen. I think they have a lot more time on their hands because they're not adults.
1: Well, you're also producing things like podcasts.
2: And that's that's an, another thing. I produce a lot more than most people online. Mo- the regular user. I mean, people who say like uh, who complain about blocking. If the only thing you're doing is Twitter, you have a lot more time than me. I'm yeah. running two podcasts that I record. I prepare. I edit. I put up. I promote all by myself. One hundred percent. On my own, like Jen is helping me now with this new podcast and some things I'm still yeah, doing. Yeah, but You editing. still
1: do most of the work I'm so I'm, I just work, show man. up you know I got it easy
2: Th- that's another thing so you know if you're not doing as much as me on- online again you can't complain so and I'm putting what this, uh, this stuff out there for free <laughs> so.
1: right so how dare you not engage with every single person and yeah. take all your time yeah it's
2: like come on no 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 and no and I'm also more interested in this to be honest I'm more interested in doing the the podcast than I am to spend that much time on, on Twitter and Facebook.
1: Well, plus I want to. If I'm gonna debate something with somebody or have a discussion, it's. It, I want it to be with somebody that is at the same level as me. If I'm gonna get something out of it, so, if I'm arguing now, a couple people I will argue about Islam with, and and to teach them or to put them in their place once in a while, I get on my high horse. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I want to learn something from that person too. I, I would like to maybe, if I can, teach them something, but learn from them as well. So they need to be on the same level as me as far as how much they know about the subject that we're discussing.
2: So yeah. That is tre- very rare. <laughs> that is really rare to counter that though. Yeah. That's
1: why you have to be super choosy. And if I'm going to take that time and invest all of that into that, I want it to be with someone like that. Not yeah. that I always get my way, but it would be nice.
2: Yeah, I think uh, if I'm going to invest time to listen to somebody else's arguments, I want to know that it's worth listening to. Yeah. I, You know, it's the idea you're going to debate the entire world is also, again, kind of insane. I, I, you, you, if you think like you must have a lot of time in your hands if you're going to debate every single person you encounter on, online. Especially when you have a larger following where everything you say is like you said, like if you say I love black, somebody's gonna say, Fuck you, I love blue, and debate. Yeah, you me about racist. It. Yeah, debate me on it. <laughs> right. So yeah.
1: follower count is a is another thing that's really important to remember because you always told me there was a there was a moment where you hit a certain amount of
2: followers and things change Ten thousand that's my 10, theory. That's my theory is ten thousand.
1: And if you don't, even at my 8,000, it's really overwhelming sometimes. And people that have lower follower counts don't really understand. I think that they, they, it kind of feels like it's the same for everybody. But if you go into 10, 20, 30 and on up from there, I can't even imagine if if I'm overwhelmed with 8,000 followers, how bad it has to be. I feel bad that I can't react and and respond to the positive responses to things that I say. And there's a lot. And I I can't.
2: So So to explain my theory is that when you hit 10,000, that's the moment where any tweet you say about any subject, somebody will come in and say they believe the opposite and want to debate or be contrary or or something like that. where, Where it's... It, the the all the praise before where you had like five thousand everybody's just like, oh, you're so great and I totally I love agree. you so much. <laughs> I love you so much. That's like two thousand, three thousand. It gets a little bit <laughs> sketchy at eight, but at yep. ten that's where that because uh basically that's where the amount of followers you have where people are some amounts of people will always retweet you or share what you're saying and that will lead for those tweets to read a wider audience. Of people who don't know you disagree with you and don't know you from Adam so they're gonna come in and want to hate and then it just gets perpetually bigger after that Um, when you're when you have a lot less following let's say 1,000 your tweets are not um, being spread that much you're pretty much in a a closed circle of people who you're friends with you know people are not gonna bother too much to debate you because you're not a big deal you know, you're just a small account of like 100, 500 followers.
0: It's, it's not gonna, enjoyable.
2: Yeah, they, they don't they, they feel like it's a waste of time to attack you. But when you reach 10,000, people start to see you it's like, ah oh, this person is worth kind of going after. That's that's my theory. And I tell a lot of people that I'm friends with that I see they're getting close to 10. I'm like, be careful. Things change on Twitter at 10.
1: I've I've seen this happen. I've I've seen the people that it's happened to, so
2: I can attest to that. And, and you're I haven't being, hit ten thousand. <laughs> but you're close. getting close. You're getting close. I think you've you've come. Cl- you're about like close to nine. You've kind of been up and down. A no, bit. I,
1: yeah, I've been up and down about five hundred actually. Like I don't I, I. It's weird. I go up and then I'm right back down again.
2: I think that's because, Um Twitter is purging some old accounts recently. But when that stabilizes and you finally reach ten, yeah, we're gonna have a new conversation. It' gonna be <laughs> complaining about Twitter a lot.
1: I already am like a mass blocker. It just it takes one comment to me I don't like. And I'm like, yeah, I won't even say anything. You're just blocked. You're done.
2: But like a pretty nasty comment, no?
1: It has to be, I, I'll argue as long as you're respectful, it's fine. But the second you get nasty, yeah, it's, it's yeah,
2: anything threatening, violent mm-hmm. racially oriented really bigoted anything like that like pretty over the top that's that's pretty much an, an immediate yeah. block towards my way too
1: it has to be i why would i engage with people like that
0: yeah i, don't, I have I don't family
1: do i don't engage with that aren't that bad so why would i do it with a stranger <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> exactly
1: i have dumped family for less
2: and I have to say, I've never I, – I, I don't think I ever see those kind of comments from accounts that are that are kind of high in followers and the person has a picture and a real name or they're verified. That's very rare. The, usually these comments are from small following, like sometimes like four followers or, or something, and no picture, fake name, something like that. That's that's usually what it is. Usually yeah. usually what it is, so –
1: well, that's why I like the the options now that you can like mute people that don't have pictures that haven't verified their accounts. Mm-hmm. So at least that kind of takes some of the noise away, and you can just assume that most people that are responding to you at least have real accounts, even though they might be anonymous. At least they've verified, so they don't have twenty five troll accounts and they're just you know being jerks. Um, but then you have to you know obviously go through. Those ones as well and prioritize which ones you have time to even respond to if you're going to respond to any mm-hmm. it's it's time consuming just to decide who you have time to respond to like you really want to get to someone that you know and they've said something that's really profound and it's like yeah i really want to respond to this but that takes time too and then there's all the other ones that that you kind of feel like, well, I've responded to this and this person kind of knows me. And if I don't respond or say something, are they going to take it personally? Because some people are really sensitive.
2: For example, if I get somebody disagreeing with me very harshly on something, like they're they're very serious about their disagreement, I am much more likely to respond to that person if I've seen them follow me in the past and Mm -hmm. have positive interactions with me. And they follow me. I, I've, I've seen their account. Maybe we've, we've spoken before. Then I'm very likely to respond because I know that person is not coming from just a random point of hate and out of nowhere and just a fake account. I know it's a person who, in general, may agree with me, but they sincerely found a point of disagreement. Then I, I feel like their disagreement is sincere and may, they, they also know me and they, they, they like me for all intents and purposes besides this. And then we can have a real conversation. But if I've never it's seen genuine. the account, if I've never seen the account before, much more unlikely I'll I'll, I'll respond.
1: For me, it's like nil. No. chances are probably not at all.
2: <laughs> but that I you used mean, to. But you mean if they're nasty or if there's just a disagreement? If they're nasty, it's like it, that's totally different. I'm talking about a person who's just disagreeing with me.
1: No, if I don't know them and they've they come at me to disagree with me, if I don't know them, I won't respond. They oh, I yeah. have to
2: know them. yeah. yeah I, totally.
1: I, it's too yeah. much time. If I had more time, and and it was something that I was doing. If I was just doing Twitter and that was my job, or you know what I mean, I didn't have another life to live. Um, I might respond to people I don't know, but I I generally don't. Generally don't. I can talk.
2: Yeah, yeah. I used to. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting more interested in reading books again. On uh, Goodreads, there's a there's a yearly challenge where that I just discovered where you. You challenge yourself to read a certain amount of books in the year. Isn't it like a 100 books? You can put the amount of books. I put 50, which is a lot. <laughs> and I don't think I could do because I started it kind of late in the year. But it's but it's good for me to kind of um, it's like exercise. You get more like you get a better exercise in a class where you're being pushed by other people versus just mm-hmm. going on your own and just doing whatever same thing with books if you're just going kind of other but here i have an objective and you have other people to talk with on goodreads so you're kind of pushing yourself to do it i i feel like this is a better investment of my time than debating on every little thing with every account on social media that's just it's not conducive to to, to much uh really debating everything on online i i feel i feel like the all you keep doing this, I don't know what really you're doing with your life if if you keep doing that.
1: It's not healthy
2: at all. Definitely not healthy psychologically and emotionally.
1: Mm-mm. It really isn't. I've only seen bad come I, from it.
2: I wonder in some ways social media is is a cult itself in some ways, isn't it, huh? Mm-hmm. You are kind of in a bubble, and there's these groups that form and dogmas there's that lots form. Of shunning
1: if there's you try shunning. to leave. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of cultish think aspects of, about social. Think media. of the
1: groups that that we kind of got invested in and left, and think of speak for yourself. How, how you be quiet, <laughs> and how difficult it was for some people to leave those groups without a huge amount of backlash. You did it very easily. But some other. I was never that elected. invested
2: in these groups that you're talking about. I I was I knew some a little bit, but I never got invested in. I'm not, right. I'm not I'm not one to really become part of the group. I might know some people from groups, but I I've never been a group-oriented person ever in my life. Um, groups around politics or ideologies or anything like that. I've never joined anything any group like that ever. The only kind of clubs or groups I've I've joined in my entire life have been sports teams and really martial arts teams of different kinds where it's not really around an ideology. So it's really different. I I don't, I've been invited in the past when I was in college to some political clubs of different orientations. First Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. I, I, I know I'm not going to come back. it's, there's it's 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 not not your thing it's never a place for debate or new ways of thinking and i and i can tell like when people are speaking in these groups that i i always will agree a partially the part part of the time right they, they say one thing i'm like oh yeah i agree with that and then the next thing they'll say no i disagree with that and i'm too much of an independent thinker and i start if i start giving my opinion and start saying how i believe differently they don't they don't want me there either <laughs> they, like they they, they they like they really want me to come but as soon as i start speaking they want me to leave because i'm That's i'm kind of my I, with i'm you. not i'm not a person who's just going to i don't go along with the full format of any ideology you're not a good or, follower i'm not i'm not a good follower in every group like this they they run parallel on every subject, I noticed like they people who are liberal, they all believe the same thing on women's rights, r- racial rights, um, economics, you know, it, 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 people believe all the same things in these groups as far as abortion and climate change and economics and everything, everything. They just run so parallel. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the right wing, left wing, every group. And I go into yeah. those groups, and you know, I'll I can go into that group whether it's left or right, and people will say abortion, and I'll say I'm very pro, um, pro choice. And then if they start talking about the death penalty, I believe in the death penalty, and I'm gonna and with those two uh, beliefs, I'll get kicked out of both sides. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yep. You're just like get out of here. So.
1: I'm just politically homeless.
2: Yeah. And I'm not going to mince words about it. I'm not going to compromise what I say or what I believe to fit in with the group. I'm And I'm and I'm also a lot of people will call this kind of idea of being a centrist. I've heard people call themselves centrist. I'm not a centrist. I don't like that term for myself at all. I would never refer to myself that way because when I a lot of the beliefs I do hold, I hold them very firmly. Right. Not not in right. the middle, not, not in the a, center, I'm right. not in the center of it i i I'm very pro choice, for example. I'm not in the center of that subject, and so it's not the problem that like I'm one of these people well, I see both sides, and you know, and I kind of fall in the middle. I hear a lot of this i don't i i I can I read both sides, but I don't fall in the middle. I fall on one of these the problem is is that I fall. Sometimes on the right side, sometimes on the left side, center, right, center of left, whatever it is. And I'm very firm about what I believe there. And most other people can't accept that, deal with that. They don't want it around them. So you
1: have to agree with everything yeah. or you're against us.
2: Yeah. So I can't deal with people like that yeah, I or groups like that. And it's creepy to be in a, gr- in a room full of people who just agree on everything Completely. my
0: reasons that's so
2: that's that's real that's like, that's like religion Jen it's yeah it's
1: exactly crazy. that was I was gonna say that my reasons for being creeped out by that is because it immediately reminds me of of being in a cult of uh, one of the religious cults right you I don't you've never had to experience that so I'm I'm, I'm envious I'm envious that you didn't have to go through uh, all
2: that shit do you think to, it's it's like how their brain is formed because of religion that it, it kind of superimposes itself in the same way with politics? This kind I think of, so. Yeah. Right? Like they're, people, if they're used to being in a room like a, a mosque or a church or a temple, whatever you call your place of worship. If you're used to being in a room or a place or a home where everybody agrees on everything like religion, I guess you get used to that. And then when you're in a room with people that they all agree politically – it seems normal, I guess. And for me, that I wasn't ever in those rooms, those religious rooms, those religious temples where everybody just agreed. I was used to critical thinking and, and having your own opinion. And then when I find myself in this room, whether it's a re- religious room or not, whether I, I'm invited to a church, which I have been, or a political group, I get creeped out. It's not just I disagree. I, get, I find it creepy that you're in a room and everybody believes the same, the same on such a wide spectrum of issues. I find that extreme and disturbing. I'm it, it, like whether I agree with those people or not. I find it almost robotic, almost like um like you're in the twilight zone. Like there's something wrong here. Like this mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. You, we, you should. Whether you agree with what I say or not, it's not normal that I run into somebody and we believe everything exactly the same. That shouldn't happen. People are different. We should disagree on stuff. If you're agreeing with, if you walk into a room and you find yourself agreeing with, with everybody on religion, politics, economics, everything, something is like, you should call into question your beliefs. Like something is wrong. So like, you're not thinking if that's the case, you're not thinking for yourself.
1: It, or you've convinced yourself that you're so right about everything so you hold the 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 only right or you and the group hold the only right opinion and it's everyone else that has the problem
2: well it's the like problem is that the group encourages parallel thinking mm-hmm. right And it's like they celebrate the fact that you agree with them and they discourage the fact that you disagree with them mm-hmm. so you want that the reward of of agreement right that yeah. the, the social reward acceptance of of, and- of acceptance this is what happens mm-hmm. with with uh, people on the right and left i think is that they they if you talk in favor of social justice on on the left and feminism and socialism and so much stuff multicultural all the the stuff that the the left believes you you're celebrated and you're you're propped up And if you deviate from that group, you're cut down. Same thing happens with the right wing. They can, you know, the right wing criticizes the left as, you know, this this kind of thinking, this kind of attitude. They do the exact same thing as you and I know. Yes, everyone does the same thing. Everyone and everyone's a hypocrite. Yeah, I gotta say that's that's um that's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people. That's that's everybody. It's very very few people. I I could pull a name out of a hat and say, this person is independent thinker, uh, sorry, no, and, and e- yeah,
1: even the independent thinkers, they still are hypocrites, but th- I think that they're more willing to be open to the fact that they are hypocrites or that they're feeling or their statements are, you know, there's hypocrisy in their statements. I think that they're just more willing to be open about that and, and rather than not being hypocrites. <laughs> That's my opinion, though.
2: Right. Well, I mean, we all live in certain, in certain bubbles, right? Of, of, yeah. of some kind.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I just think there's some people who try to break the bubble. It means other people was very comfortable in the bubble.
1: Well, there's safety in the bubble.
2: Yeah. you bubble boy. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember bubble <Yeah>. boy <laughs> in Seinfeld? There was a bubble boy in Seinfeld. Everybody felt sorry for but he was a dick.
1: That was the best bit though. Yeah. Cuz you kind of you feel sorry for him, When he's a dick. You're just like, oh, "I kind of want him to die." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's um let's let's end it here cuz we've been talking for a while. But uh 3 hours was...
1: and 40 minutes.
2: Yeah. Well, We'll see what we do with this. Say goodnight, Jen.
1: Goodnight, Jen. you were just listening to an episode of people of the podcast you can check us out on youtube soundcloud and itunes don't forget to subscribe and stop by our facebook page and give us a like you can also follow us on twitter links are in the description and if you wish to contribute you can donate to us on patreon We have a lot of rewards to come, and with your help, we can make better quality content for you. Thank you for listening.